that there were, there was one entity that did get invited. No call, no show. Really? I'll leave it at that. Well, for Monday, July 24th, 2023. Holy Commutes is the only daily morning podcast dedicated to all things Wiffle Ball. This is Paul Cook with our final um, Monday episode of the July 2023 season. I'm here with my brother, Tim. Um, on this episode, we're going to recap the... We're just going to kind of recap some of the play, some of the stuff we've seen both the MAW, both nationally, um, so far this year, and then, you know, kind of a look ahead to and you with is that and kind of give everyone a little bit of an update on uh, where all that stuff is and there's some stuff we've noticed with like registration in terms of the teams and stuff like what well, we're kind of excited to see from that um, you know Tim just like the way Holy Kings is kind of laid out where we've got the April episodes where like it's really before everything has started I think we probably did one show after MAW opening day and uh, that was still before a lot of other places had started now all of a sudden you get into July season and like you know, half of the Wolf Ball season starts. So there's a lot to recap, um, and there's a lot of cool things that have you know happened already. Yeah, the, the season definitely in full swing. So let's start with um, last weekend. The reason we didn't have an episode on Monday of the prior week um, was because of the NWA tournament. I went out there for that. Tim, you know, Tim was just a no show. Um, do, do you care to? You know, I, I, the amount of people Tim had asked me over the weekend, "Where's Tim?" And I said, like, I don't, I don't know. You, you care to give an explanation on that, or I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stay silent for now. <laughs> the, re- the reason when it's revealed in my book will make total sense for everyone. Okay. All right. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure a dozen people that read that will uh, uh, will enjoy whatever explanation you give. Oh, I think a dozen and a half at least. <laughs> um, so yeah, so NWA tour was was you know fun as always. Um, I guess the big thing that kind of stuck out to me was you know this is a credit to um, well I, I don't know who it's a credit to, but I'm going to credit to Jake Davey because I'm going to credit most of the stuff to him. Um, was the newer younger teams that were there? So you know you had Bay City, you had NWA, um, you had Baldwin, you had South Hills Wiffle. Um, you know only two of those were local. Um, you know, that was, you know, that was great to see. I know it's something we've concentrated on with United Wiffle and have had, you know, varying degrees of success on 
getting younger teams at the actual U seven at, at the actual tournament, but that's kind of why you know we went to U seventeen route to um try to get some of those younger teams a venue to play, you know, and, and give people the option to play in either one. But um, you know, Bay City played really, really well. They've got they went forearms deep. They they kind of um we we never went forearms deep, Tim, you know, back when we were that young, but like they kind of it kind of reminded me of that and like they got you know, they got hot early and they were just trying to win every game. And they went all out. And I don't even think they w- wore out of energy. I just think they hit some bad luck on Sunday um, or Saturday night and Sunday. Um, but that was a really good team um, that I think, you know, is really going to be a, a force both in that style um, and the United Wiffle MAW style, you know, wherever they choose to play, they're going to be a force for years to come. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to really see them or, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I saw a little bit, uh, you know, like, you know, I mean, just to piggyback off your first point, just about, yeah, the younger teams and um, how they got them out there this year. You know, we probably harp incessantly over that, whether it's on this show or, you know, just talking to people and like, you know, I, I do see progress being made there and it, it, it continued here. And with, yeah, those guys, you're right. We didn't go four deep, but like, we once we i mean especially like at our first tournament once we won that first game we you know we yeah. we we went and tried to do it we got pounded the next two games but like that makes all the sense in the world and like i don't know there can be something a lot better about going 3 and 0 and then running into like oh yeah bad luck or or just running into you know you know you just not necessarily yeah losing energy but that they can take back from this and, you know, build on. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I was trying to get at. It's just, just, just that excitement of winning those first three games kind of reminded me of us and other young teams we've seen throughout the years, you know, short balls come to mind when they first came to MAW of just kind of getting off to a hot start to sort of, you know, propels, you know, I, I'm sure those guys went away, you know, thinking and knowing that they can compete. And I think the NWA team out of St. Louis is kind of similar in that regard that, um, you know, this is just my opinion. They didn't look as impressive. Um, just, you know, um, overall tools wise as Bay City did, but they they won more. And, you know, I'm sure they've taken that and went home. Baldwin had a, you know, just a, you know, a clobbering of the MLW, of a good MLW team. Um, and I'm sure they went away and took that. And, you know, South Hills won a game. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of cool things there, um, you know, and, you know, at the end of the day, even those weren't the teams left standing. Those were the teams that kind of resonated with me and made the biggest impression. Um, you know, and I hope I hope we see some. You know, I would still see some of those teams in United Wiffle, and I hope you know, and if whether we do or we don't, I hope they're kind of a presence for you to come years to come in all these different tournaments because there's a there's a lot of young talent out there. Yeah, totally agreed. Um, all right, so now let's kind of shift forward to. MAW, um, we just had a tournament yesterday with Inc. won their second in a row. So we've only got two more to go here for MAW. And this, uh, it's kind of hard to believe we're, we're five tournaments in, only two to go in 2023. These seasons just fly by uh, here in our seventh season. Um, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot because I, I, I just still think, what's, if you had to give me like one or two sort of, you know, takeaways from the season so far, you know, like what would they be MAW wise? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, with Inc, um, besting Earl so far, you know, that basically, you know, the split of that team at every turn. Yeah. 
you know, this was pro wrestling, you know, the faction split and, um, you know, so like, you know, that, um, that's one, you know, and then, you know, the other, I, I'm going to do three because like I, I, two wasn't enough. Um, the second one is, you know, the, the whipping jugs, you know, rivalry that's starting to heat up. And, you know, we were talking earlier, if we think made the Maryland tournament Memorial day, you know, that could be tied. It, that could be totally, you know, the, the standings could be a little bit different. And then third is this battle from, you know, three through three through five, five right now, but really goes down a little bit further and, you know, long balls, stompers, um, Earl, Earl, you know, just, it, it, you know, it's going to be a fight to the finish. You, the, the main thing that you want um, for the wild card is, you know, if you don't make it to the, in the top three, you still want that four spot because that's a la- one less series. So, um, and I'll, I'll do one more, the, uh, just the, the ridiculous, amount of play yeah of you know the ridiculous amount of great play from pitchers hitters i mean fielding you know it just continues to amaze me and um you know again shows that the game on and off the field is as healthy as it's ever been you know in 2023 yeah and i i kind of have a point that piggybacks off of that but i'll save that for last um to just kind of because that's less maw specific and more just sort of overall specific overall uh related um but maw specific yeah, first just uh you know sort of gives the color to what tim just said about those three through five spots so you, the maw point standings you know maybe out by the time you listen to this if not shortly thereafter um the updated ones and you know tim's first point you know with ink even with missing a tournament has closed the gap to about 10 points on the juggernauts and if they make these final two tournaments, which I believe they're going to, um, I think, you know, Didio said he's going to be out for both. So I don't think he's just coming out just to watch. Um, you know, so we're going to assume what thing's going to be at both of these. You know, that's going to be a real race to watch. Um, you know, the cool thing about MAW is, um, you know, winning winning the entire season does mean something because it that's the long haul grind. Like, you know, you get into these, even with these best of three series, you can get into the championship tournament and you could have a bad day and every team could have a good day, but to be the regular season champion really means something. I know both the juggernauts and with think want that, even though seeding wise for the playoffs, it doesn't make a huge difference. Both of those two teams get a buy. Both of those two teams get a buy to the championship weekend. Um, you know, they're both going to be playing good teams. The one seed does get the wild card winner, you know, so they're, they're facing a team that had to play a, a tough tournament just two weeks earlier. So that does mean something, but I think it means lots of both of those teams. That's going to be a cool thing to watch. And the three through five, yeah, long balls, Earl and stompers in that or that order are separated by six points. Um, it's pretty even long balls currently hold the third spot. They're three up on Earl Earl's about three up on stompers. So that's really going to be something to watch. I also think we were talking about this earlier today, Tim. I don't think Earl's played either the stompers or the long balls this year. No. If our memory is if is correct, so like that would be interesting if those teams like actually hook up down the stretch. Uh, these I mean, especially teams. yeah, especially if it's in elimination round yeah. where points are on the line. I mean, not that you know round robin or pool play matters still, but yeah, that would be that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, elimination would be huge. 
but pool play, I, I think regardless of where it happens, it'll be a playoff atmosphere. But yeah, if it's in one of those playoff rounds, it, then it's a real playoff atmosphere because you've got, especially if it's like a quarterfinal or something where you've got a chance yeah. to knock them out and then you make a run to the finals, you can gain, you know, a decent amount of points on those teams. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun to watch. And uh, we'll just one other thing I want to uh, add on, you know, MAW for me this year has been, um, you know, two teams, two Maryland teams. Um, that have you know really improved and you know I, I, people have people have started this is all I, I i had like several people to turn to me yesterday tim and i'm sure you did too you know just comment oh yeah the horsemen are you know it's cool how the horsemen are you know way better it's called old line it's better um you know than they were and you know i think grant miller posted something on twitter along those lines so even people outside the tournament are kind of noticing that you know hey the horsemen keep improving like that's really cool to me too and like um, they both kind of done it similarly of like, okay, you know, they had, you know, they had people that uh, are people or a person, you know, that was real into willful ball and, you know, wanted to s- succeed and, you know, you know, maybe didn't have the talent to do that. And, you know, with, well, I'll just kind of focus on Bishop, you know, first and the, the horseman, you know, you know, he's put together, you know, a few different successful leagues, uh, you know, the summer league last year, the winter league this year, and he's got another summer league this year and scouted for talent. And, you know, he saw the CP elite guys at his indoor, um, uh, his, indoor, his indoor league. And, you know, it's brought them along to the point where they're now the horsemen, you know, and he's more sort of in a managerial mentor role. And that team is getting better with every single tournament. And we talked about, you know, sort of us back in the day earlier. That that was kind of our thing of like we played three or four years where we just we weren't good. We got a win here or there, but it really took four or five years. And the horsemen are very much accelerating that. And like Jacob Holowski is a really good pitcher. They're getting better hitting every tournament. They have three pitchers. Um, this is a team that's only won two games in MAW over two seasons. And like, you know. It, it, I, I would kind of put their over under at making the final 24 in you with, and, you know, um, you know, and if things break right from, they could go further. That just shows how far they've come and just, you know, and they're, they're willing to test themselves against this competition tournament after tournament. Yeah. And it, one of the other things, since they are still learning on the mound, um, they do let balls in play. And for the most part, their fielding has been excellent. There was, actually you know right as right as we were talking i was talking about it with someone they made like a throwing error or two in their last game yesterday but like overall everything's being made and that's you know that's huge and yeah like you know it took us four or five years it's taken them four or five tournaments and like i don't know i think that they can be a top eight team by next year um in maw um yeah i think they definitely have the talent for if, it if things keep going right and i i would bet with you on the united wiffle 24 if things you know if things go well yep yep no, i agree and then you know just shout out old line too like they had um they were missing some people yesterday but they had you know their three younger guys um on their team eric Scholes, uh josh schmidt and Harry Fink, um, and you know, and, and and you know, they won their first game this year, and that you know, they went zero three yesterday, but like you know, 
that core younger three is, you know, is, is really solid. And it's just, it's just nice to see these teams develop. We, you know, you and I've talked about this a lot on Holy Commutes and on our draw podcast as well. Um, just about how like one thing Wiffle Ball kind of needs to do is stop this thing of not stop this thing. What's always kind of hurt is just this thing of like, okay, you're either good or not good right away. And so if someone's not good right away, you drop them right away and then you consolidate and then, you know, the stuff doesn't grow. You know, it takes time to learn and to get better and you stick with your guys and that's how you get better. And it's cool to see that happening with a pair of teams that aren't afraid of the competition you know, MAW is the toughest competition on a, you know, a tournament by tournament basis you can face anywhere. They're not consolidating. They're not trying to, you know, there's, there's not a bunch of older guys trying to pick off younger guys. There's older guys trying to take, you know, trying to help younger guys and bring them, you know, um, you know, Bishop's a great example of that, of, you know, of just managing them and taking care of the logistics and making sure they get into these tournaments and are at these tournaments. And is not doing it for selfish reasons. He's doing it to, you know, help grow the sport. And that's, you know, great to see. Yeah, and Bishop, you know, like the other thing is he's doing all that, but it still takes that other intangible of those guys buying in. Yeah, they've completely bought in. And yeah, Bishop's background in baseball and like he's got a good baseball IQ. He knows he also has like a good um, organizational type yeah. head on his shoulders. And um, yeah, I'm kind of excited about, you know, just you know who else he's going to bring in through his league and stuff to you know keep keep replenishing and bringing in new talent yep yeah because that yeah that's the next thing he's got his guys now and then you know if he's able if he's able to you know find other teams like that then they're just going to you know be their own teams and they're going to help grow the sport and that's going to be great to see um so yeah so like the last thing you said tim was just about uh, I can't remember exactly specifically what you said, but um, um the play, the level of play. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, 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 yeah, just on the health. Of, yeah, yeah. The the health of the sport and the level of the play. Like, um, so like, yeah. As so we kind of, you know, that I guess that's to kind of move from our recap force into our future force, and um, you know, I, I think you kind of see that in UF and who's you know registered so far, and um, um, that you know. The sport is, and, and you know, and looking back at NWA, you know, the new teams they drew. That the sport is in a really good place of, um, you know, new interesting teams. It just, you know, th- th- saying this stuff, like I feel like I shouldn't even say this stuff because I don't think it needs to be said anymore, which is kind of ridiculous. Because like three or four years ago, this is what we were harping on all the time because we had to harp on it because like it was like the issues of like people don't consider styles anymore. People don't consider that stuff at all anymore. And that's just great to see it just, you know, in distance, you know, we all have our, you know, I know it's not easy for people to travel and stuff, but like, you know, distance doesn't seem to matter anymore. And that kind of stuff It's like, people want to be involved in, you know, what they've, you know, people want to compete and they want to do this stuff. Um, And, you know, we've hit 32 teams for United Wiffle in in nine days, which is kind of incredible. We, We didn't open, we didn't open registration until August 1st last year. And I, I'd have to go back and look, but like, you know, so it's two weeks later, in theory, more teams should have been ready to go for this stuff. You know, I don't think we hit 32 until, you know, maybe September 1st, but I'm not even sure about that. It it, it, it was a while. Um, and then it was, a you know, very much a, you know, a, uh, um, a sprint at the end to try to, you know, fill up the field. 32 in nine days, the first day first 24 hours we put out um about uh 
you know, that we opened the registration for the final eight spots. And again, for those that don't know, we're only going to take 32 or 42. We're going to take 32 teams or 40 teams. And that's to make sure we've got a, you know, a good format of, we expect to get to 40 teams. It's not guaranteed. That's why we did this, but we still expect to get there. Um, I think we feel a little bit even better about it now, but you know, again, you, you just never know. Um, so the second thing of registration is a $50 deposit. Um, it's refundable. If we don't get to 40 teams, it's not refundable. If we don't, and you just pull out, um, but just to make sure that we get to 40, we've already got first 24 hours, three teams already signed up, not just three teams. We had, you know, this was kind of just cool how it happened. We had a, a legitimate, you know, complete West coast as West coast as you can go in orange County, California, you know, about as middle countries you can get in Austin, Texas, and then about as East as you can get over on long Island. Um, you know, th three, those were our first three teams. So we're at 35. We have five more, um, you know, and, just the teams, you know, that we've seen come to through Tim are really eclectic, you know, guys are adding free agents, but everyone because of the eligibility thing is still a team. So you, you kind of get that great mix of, you know, free agents and, and regular teams. And it's just um, the field to me, when I look out on paper, looks really, really great. Um, you know, I think some other people may look at it and be like, you know, because every year it's kind of funny. I look at it on paper. I'm, I'm, I'll get you in a second, Tim. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm taking up a lot of time here, but Every year I look at it on paper, I'm like, okay, this is a really collective field. And then I'll listen to these podcasts and people will be like, oh, there's only a certain amount of teams that can win. And there are only a certain amount of teams that matter. It's like, maybe, maybe not. But like what I think is neat in this one is there's, you know, that low level is there's all these teams have a chance to like win a game and like to upset someone or to, you know, or to whatever. And that impacts later on the tournament, especially with this format. It's like, I, I really think that this is so far, this is that best year for that. Uh, uh, yeah, without a doubt. And like, um, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna get to the 40. There's no doubt in my mind with that. It's I, that we were talking about this on the way home. We're gonna probably have to turn away a couple teams, but yeah, just like overall, like, you know, like we talked earlier with the horsemen, you know, like, I don't want to face them, you yeah. know, game one. I mean, Bishop's gonna throw his you know, they got three pitchers, but he's going to throw his best, you know, to, you know, early. So like, there's just, there's, yeah, there's so much. And like, you know, and I, and I do think that melding of all of these teams and everything, yeah, it has to do with, you know, that breakdown of that style barrier, which was, you know, I, I don't know what that was. I mean, I, I have ideas of what it was, but you know, it, that's gone and people see how hey this this sport you know continues to grow and expand and i want to be part of it because this is something that i really love and that's exactly the type of stuff you need to build on a local and then on, on a national and you know on a world level for you know united wiffle yeah I agree completely. We should also mention, you know, talking about UW just along those lines. It's the uh, we're also very excited for the MLW U17 tournament this year. Um, yeah, you and I talked to Kyle not all too long ago just to catch up about the tournament, and um, you know, uh, I think all of us are you know a hundred percent sure we're going to get more teams than we did last year, and I I don't want to put a 
I don't want to put a number on it, but I think it'll be a healthy amount of teams. And I think, you know, I, I think the pr- proof's in the pudding of last year's, right? Like, you know, Ohio League Wolfball wins that and RJ Wall, okay, kind of breaks out as the big star. Now look how he's just like, you know, he's become the phenom in MLW. Um, you know, and that, that's if, you know, if you're a younger player, you know, listening to this or, you know, I, 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 I think our demos probably skew older, but, uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, like that's got to excite you that like, you know, this is a tournament where, you know, you can come out, you know, if you get, if you're lucky, first of all, if you're, if you get invited to it, you know, you're a great team and you should just be, you know, completely over the moon about that. Um, But, you know, it really is a place where you can kind of make your name and break out. And like, you know, I was, I kind of pride myself on being on top of these sort of younger players and younger teams and the, you know, sort of the future of the stuff. And just walking around the fields last year, the, the two U seventeen fields on Saturday evening and Sunday, I was sort of blown away by um, the level of talent out there, and I expect to be blown away even more this year by it. Um, you know, so it's just just an you know incredibly healthy thing, and uh, just lots of great players out there, and I'm really psyched for that tournament this year. Um, you know, we should be. MLW's big whiffle in the mid in tournaments is August 5th. And obviously that's going to influence a lot of their invite decisions. Um, you know, so we've had a lot of people ask about when that stuff's going to be coming out. And, you know, so I just, you know, I, I just, yeah, urge everyone to be patient, you know, after that, you know, I, I, I know MLW, was, the guys will start moving on that and we'll start to get, they'll start to get invites out and we'll hear about that. And uh, I'm really excited to see how that shapes up. Yep, same. I mean, the under-17 tournament was another great addition last year. And, you know, for almost everything that, you know, we do, you know, year two, um, sometimes even year three is when it really breaks out. I think year two will be, you know, a, you know, a double step um, over year one. And that's really exciting. Yeah. And like, I I think the cool thing and, you know, knock on wood that if, you know, we get to 40 for, United Wiffle, like which, like you said, Tim, we fully expect to, even if it's a little more work down here, down the stretch, but it may not even be. And then we expect UW, we expect uh, MLW's U17 tournament to uh, um, have more participation than last that it did last year. So, you know, I, I think we're probably looking if everything goes right, you know, 50 plus teams um, between those two tournaments competing over the weekend, and that's you know, um, that's pretty awesome considering you know. The storms in York, Pennsylvania, not a not a not a destination. I, you know, I, you and I've used this analogy a, a lot. I think you know, um, it kind of is the wiffle ball capital of the world now. I think you know, you could say with MAW and UW here. I think that's kind of cool. It's kind of like a Williamsport like vibe, except you know, much more to do than in Williamsport, much much bigger than Williamsport, but like um, sort of analogous in that way um, with little league baseball. Um, but that, like, you know, this isn't this is a tournament where, you know, people are, it's a, you know, it's more expensive tournament. So if to enter and to travel to, um, you know, it's in a, it's in a spot geographically where it's, you know, not necessarily centrally located. Um, it is a tournament where everyone understands both of the U 17 level where it's invite and both here where you've got to do eligibility and, and just everyone knows what the level of competition is that may drive people away. And, you know, I think, you know, again, knock on wood if everything goes right, we're gonna have fifty plus teams between those two tournaments, and that just speaks for itself. Totally, totally, totally. Can't you know? Very excited for that. And we, like you said, um, once Wiffle and the Midden's done, and the Long Island tournament's done, you know, we'll probably have a 
not probably will have a much better idea of the U17 teams and that, I mean, that tournament last year, just it's, was, was like a highlight for me. And that's only going to double down now that, you know, now that it's been done and people have seen it and, you know, more people want to be involved. Yeah. It was kind of silly last year for, yeah. Like to me, cause like, you know, since it was the first time and it was all kind of a little more, maybe rushed at the end, you know, and we just kind of, I think everyone's just kind of trying to figure out, you know, how it worked. Um, there's a couple teams in that that I, I didn't really know of. And, you know, so I expected maybe a couple teams to be bad and, and, and they're like, they're really yeah. like, they're legitimately just wasn't. Um, and, you know, I think that's going to even jump up another notch this year. And like, I think that's going to be, that really is going to be, if you're at that tournament and you're a UF player or you're a fan or you're, you know, a spectator, um, whatever you are, I think you're going to want to keep your eyes on that. And we're going to make sure to try to um, focus and spot that spotlight that a little more because these are the future players in the sport. Yep. All right. So I think we kind of covered everything we did there. And, you know, I, I did we do we are we 30 minutes? Are we over? Uh, I can't see the time. Okay. I, well, I, I can't see it either, but I, I, I feel like we're close. I, don't, I think we're, yeah, we're close. I, yeah. I hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Well, no, well, let's, let's shut up before we go over it. But, uh, um, yeah, I think we're pretty close. We're trying to keep this under 30. I think we hit it. So, um, yeah, just a lot of exciting stuff going on. A lot of wiffle ball still yet to be played this season. We have two MAW regular season tournaments and two championship tournaments. And then we got you with, um, you know, then you saw hometown cup coming up. You got the golden stick yard open at the end of August. There's a lot of great wiffle ball coming up. A lot of exciting wiffle ball. Um, by the time we talk again in October, it'll be all done. We'll have to do another one of these episodes to catch up, but we'll try to we'll try to hop on the drop podcast here a little bit in the next couple of months, especially to talk about MAW and UW as we get closer to that. So uh, for Tim, this is Paul. Uh, thank you for joining us on these Monday episodes of the July 2023 season. Tim Dean will be in tomorrow with his final episode of the season, and we'll see everyone in October.